Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am here with a notorious women hater and anti-China hipster, Sean. Sean, how are you, dude? <laughs> oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, still hating China. Um, still not a fan of the women. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, basically, we're just going to be bullshitting about a bunch of things here and probably laughing a lot um are you drinking anything in particular uh right now coffee and water yeah what a bitch <laughs> i know <laughs> i've been a sober bitch for about a year now uh it's been like 10 months wait you are yeah you are trying to be a funny guy and sober at the same time what the fuck kind of I know. are you somehow it's possible I don't uh, <laughs> I don't believe somehow you. it's possible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I used to be a degenerate piece of shit. Uh, I would get drunk like four nights a week, party all the time, womanizer, okay. porn addict. I lived in California, so weed was legal, so I was just smoking pot all day, every day, and giggling oh, wow. and laughing. That sounds, um, uh, that sounds like a, a typical Californian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was that to the extreme, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in San Diego. It has some of the prettiest women in, on earth. So I was just constantly chasing tail and, you know, getting up to no good. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I just kind of woke up. I hit, a, hit rock bottom and uh, started looking around wondering, how do I get my shit together and how do I be happy? And I started just doing research on that. And <laughs> besides all the pseudo intellectual bullshit and all like the Ram Dass and like yoga therapy and like Southern California, like, you know women holding crystals and telling you to like <laughs> <laughs> get your chakras aligned you know other than kind of just stuff like that i just realized i kind of looked around and just realized that christians were happy so it's like what's up with christianity like it just seems to be this like long-lasting um chain of success and it seems to be like the catalyst that has built like all of the good things in right. history so I just started doing like research on Christianity at first and then just talking to them and then just kind of started reading the Bible. And before you know it, I'm, I'm a Christian. So if you would have told me that two years ago, I would have laughed in your stupid fucking face <laughs> that I would be sober, a sober Christian in, uh, you know, living in Tennessee. I would have laughed in your stupid fucking face because I was such a degenerate piece of shit, atheist, <laughs> hipster in Southern California <laughs> just two or three years ago. And um yeah, I was like a wannabe comic, but I was always stage fright. Um, kind of lived in and around comedy clubs. All my friends were comedians and just kind of spent a lot of time in the comedy scene, listening to comedy podcasts, comedy stand-up specials, um, wrote a bunch of material and stuff like that. But um, I just always had stage fright, so I never actually did it. And I kind of realized that you can just um, hit record on your computer and put a microphone up to your <laughs> ugly, stupid face and uh, say your jokes without actually having to have like an audience there to boo and heckle you and ridicule you and judge you. Um, so I just kind of did that. And then just like one step after another, just kind of recorded more and more podcasts, got better at interviewing people and making connections mm -hmm. and networking and just kind of realized it was easier to podcast than it was to actually go to a comedy club four nights a week and bomb. Well <laughs> and hone your craft that way and just realize it's a little easier to like make scripts and just kind of talk on a podcast you know i mean you say that that is easier to podcast um 
but you haven't put out a fucking podcast in like fucking months. So what the fuck are you going on about, Sean? What the fuck is this? That's <laughs> yeah, true. So uh, actually, so right now, I don't know how soon this comes out, but I do have a podcast dropping tonight with Quincy, who is actually your co-host of oh, the fuck yes. Laurel and Hardy Laurel. Across the Pond. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Awesome podcast, Sweet. by the way. And yeah, I have a sick, Thank sick uh, podcast interview with him coming out tonight. And I have a podcast recorded with Trent and Derek. Uh, oh, from nice. the Trent, one, you know, Trent's from the Trent Must Talk podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's his yeah, own. That's and fucking Derek awful. is uh, burning boots. Yeah, so, Derek, hey, he's a bit autistic, but don't listen. <laughs> yeah, don't he's listen gross. To that fucking, he's, they're both uh, gross and degenerate, but I love them. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Trent's a weirdo. Derek's a degenerate piece of crap, but I love them both. You know, they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're lovable. You know, they're nice. They're nice. <laughs> I mean, you know, Derek is is approachable for an artist, um, and yeah. Um, yeah. Trent is is manageable for a hobo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more yeah. um, all right. So uh, you run like what? Three podcasts? Yeah. So um, so this is like I usually just go by my little handle name, which is Sean V Planet. But that's right. kind of like the name of my channel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have multiple. I do podcasts. So I have three different podcasts like that are my audio form podcast one is called that's offensive which is going to be those episodes i just mentioned Mm. it's just comedy podcast riffing bullshitting talking about anything and everything Uh, i'm trying to push some buttons and you know say the jokes that you can't say on your own podcast it's like oh come on mine and say it because i don't mind about the consequences and repercussions yeah um i also have one called talk about art where i interview like musicians and artists and like creative people um and it's very funny like the theme of my whole you know, everything I do is just comedy. So even mm-hmm. though I'm interviewing like musicians and artists, I try to make it funny and entertaining. Um, my third podcast is called hashtag Sean fights the internet. And it's kind <laughs> of like interviews with like, um, kind of like people like yourself, like people who are like very active on the internet, kind of in and around right. like drama that's happening on the internet and political and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts, even though now I, I finally got around to recording a bunch. Now I just have to edit them and put them out. <laughs> yeah. I also have a few talk about art. Uh, in a few weeks, I'll have a few talk about art podcasts coming out. So awesome. in four weeks, I'll have a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but also what I do is I do live streams where I kind of talk about my life. Um, it's just me in front of a camera and mm-hmm. live in front of a chat room. So I kind of interact oh, cool. with people live. And I just talk about like, like just kind of topics that are on my mind, things I'm learning about, and I'm reading the Bible and kind of talking, like having religious conversations with people. So most of it's kind of religious themed, but it's also just kind of like my story, my journey, you know, my life happenings and then interacting with the chat. So I do those live streams about once a week. And then I also do blogs. So I write blogs, um, also kind of funny. Sometimes they're kind of serious. Uh, I've been getting into Eastern Orthodoxy lately, like Christianity Orthodoxy. So I've kind of been writing about martyrs and just kind of like more spiritual matters revolving like the old timey saints and martyrs. And uh, the Desert right. Fathers is my new obsession. The monks in the in the desert. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> kind of my, my the weird o- new obsession. Uh, the only story about a motherfucker in a desert I know about is uh, Joseph Smith, who did a bunch of peyote. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I started Mormonism. <laughs> Just Which, a, I by mean, way, by the way, you say that all these fucking Christians are so happy, but have you ever been in Salt Lake City? These Mormon <laughs> wives are not fucking no. happy, I can tell you. <laughs> they yeah. are all of the antidepressants. Well, I've never been. I I feel like in Utah, it's probably too extreme and too dogmatic. You know, there's probably like the Mormon Church breathing down your neck. Um, just mm-hmm. I feel like if you're a Catholic in Rome, like it probably your life is probably miserable. <laughs> but I yeah, I know I know Mormons in California, and they're just like the most normal people, happy people, friendly, loving, help helpful. It's a little weird that they like don't drink coffee and the, but they'll like slam down Red Bulls. Um, the peg, the, uh, what is it called? Soaking. I don't know if you know what soaking is. Soaking. Not soaking sure. is the thing that Mormon teenagers do. Mostly teenagers when they don't want to, um, quote unquote, have sex, premarital sex. What they'll do is a thing called Wait, soaking. Is this, is this just uh, a cum shot? No. They, uh, so the male, <laughs> the male just inserts his, his, his penis, his PP into the girl's JJ into the vagina and they just sit there so it's like insertion and they sit there and then you pull it out so there's no thrusting there's no moving and pushing and pulling you know it's called soaking because you're just putting your dick in there to soak for a little bit and somehow (laughs) apparently that's a way that they like cheat (laughs) they loophole somehow god does it somehow god goes blind for 10 minutes when you're soaking apparently i Uh, have heard of um, uh of the other loophole uh which would be anal um yeah yeah that too yeah that's a bit that's very common in the mormon mormon scene yeah and the logic that uh <laughs> essentially anal doesn't break the hymen so oh you yeah. know god yeah. is okay with it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean I, also i mean i should say like all christians are obviously flawed and not perfect you know <laughs> anyone can call okay, himself a christian any group of people can out of here, Sean. This is this is not a fucking show for nuance. All Christians are unhappy pieces of shit. Uh, I, a lonely alcoholic, am extremely fucking happy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, anyone can put a cross over their house and call themselves a church, but it's like, do you actually truly follow the faith or not? Um, I, I mean, I just moved to Tennessee. It's the Bible Belt. That's what I was told as oh, everyone right. here is is biblical and, you know, almost to an extreme. Like I was being warned. I was moving from California to Tennessee. People are like, you're going to have to watch out. They're like extremely religious there. And I'm like, nice. <laughs> I'm like, I can't <laughs> wait. You know, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And I moved here. And for the most part, that's the case. But then underneath the surface, you see a lot of what, you know, fake Christians or, you know, Christians in name only, however you want to describe them. Like people who go to church on Sundays, but they don't actually like practice the faith the other six days of the week. Um, there's a lot of that, it seems. Um, so, but I think that's the same with every religion. That's just the way it goes. That's yeah, cult. That's cult fair. behavior, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but uh, I do, I will say the Mormons it. in Southern California are pretty awesome people. They're always happy, friendly, loving, cool people but i'll take your word for it that in utah they're probably a little crazy (laughs) probably a little crazy yeah um, you know the thing is uh the moments i met in utah are very nice people um like legit they're really cool 
uh, and at least the ones I met even had a good laugh uh, at some of my crazier drinking stories. Um, <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's got to count for something. Um, but, uh, well, speaking of cult-like behavior, uh, you have some experience with uh, political correctness and with women. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, let's, I mean, I guess the big problem I have is porn. Um, it's not even necessarily women. It's just degeneracy. And I think in our, in our culture, we've been bombarded with porn. And uh, before we started recording, you said that anything free means that you're the product, right? Yes. And so what, why is porn free? You know, I mean, porn should be very expensive. The server space, the budgets, the yes, you would you know, all so. the money involved with making, producing, and and publishing pornography should be very expensive, and they should be charging very lucrative sums for us to access it, mm -hmm. especially because it's so in demand. I mean, they're they're doing a supply that is in very high demand, and yet it's free. Everywhere you go, it's free, 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 um, yes. or it's just very cheap. You know, if it's not yeah. free. And that leads me to believe that we are the product. And so when I started to question why, why is porn free? It started to really open up my mind to the fact that um, rulers are, of course, going to push pornography and degeneracy on young men to keep us docile and passive and to break up family units and make people in general and society easier to control. And I know a lot of people who are, you know, lotion in one hand right now, jacking off, are going to disagree with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I stopped. I stopped. I was a porn addict. I was a sex addict. I quit all of it last year when I became a Christian. And I just felt my brain get smart. Like <laughs> I could just feel myself getting smarter and I could just start seeing patterns in, in, in nature and just kind of getting things like I would never be able to like comprehend or understand before that. It was almost like I regained superpowers that I'd lost. And I kind of mm -hmm. just started realizing it was because porn and just being addicted to sex and um, flesh pleasures was really making me like um, docile and stupid, dumbed down. Um, it kills your inhibition. It kills your drive to like build and create and be successful. And I think it's tearing up men and women. And I think right. what it is doing overall in society, it's kind of like a, you know, it's kind of like a lot of different problems are adding up to the bigger picture, but porn is the major player because I think in general, it, um, it just leads to like isolation. So it yeah. makes it it puts it puts young men in, in their apartment by themselves playing video games. And then it puts young women in another apartment by mm -hmm. themselves, you know, watching TV, watching Netflix. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, it just leads to imbalances and immorality and just like destructive behaviors on both ends. And mm -hmm. overall, I mean, I get this reputation as being such a woman hater and anti-woman, <laughs> which I don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not sitting here saying like oh no don't call me that I'm not that at all but a honestly bit of, uh, <laughs> a little bit of misogyny on the timeline <laughs> cuz it's funny it's shocking it gets you know it gets yeah. the eyes it gets the conversation started the reality is I'm actually more mad and upset at young men um because the way I'm starting to see things is that women are becoming sex suppliers Yes. like sex dealers, like almost like drug dealers. Like they're becoming the dealers of flesh pleasures, pornography, all that kind of like degeneracy. Yes. And the only reason that's happening is because there's a demand for it. 
like the only reason that like porn and all of this stuff is becoming profitable is because men are so weak and broken and addicted to this stuff. Like we are the sex addicts. We are the sex yeah. like supply or I'm sorry, we are the sex demand and they are the sex supply. And so at the end of the day, like, yeah, you can rail against drug dealers all you want. And like, they do deserve some kind of criticism and condemnation. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to kind of blame the drug addict. You know, he's the one making the supply in the first place. So in reality, yeah. I'm actually more mad at young men for being dumb little idiot coomers buying into <laughs> the schemes of our rulers who want to keep us dumb and pa passive and docile. But uh, it's also just kind of more fun for me to make jokes about slutty girls. So <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny and it's shocking and scandalous because we're not allowed to today, which kind of leads into what you're saying about PC is like. Also, feminists have kind of taken over the culture. They have kind of taken mm -hmm. over, you know, the news and, you know, feminists and beta males. We'll put those two in the same category. So the yeah. gender doesn't matter. Um, yeah. They've kind of just think, become yeah. the ruling class and they've really yeah. used weapons against us to shut us up and silence us. So if I make a joke about how dumb young porn addicted men are, no one really cares. But if I make a joke about how, young women are being sluts on the internet, people get upset and shocked and start conversations, you know, because <laughs> you're not allowed to, <laughs> because the PC culture has, has dictated that you're not allowed to criticize women. You're not allowed to criticize, you know, the quote unquote oppressed or minority classes. So it's just yeah. more shocking and more, um, you know, gets the conversation started quicker and easier to talk about the people you're not supposed to talk about. But if you start making fun of a, young Christian white male, no one really cares because that's just kind of going along with the status quo these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think uh, there's, a, there's a good reason, I think, why uh, a lot of the people in, for example, the FRAT or even in wider uh, podcasting, be it liberty podcasting, be it otherwise, um, work under a pseudonym. Uh, like myself, yeah. like there's a few people like in my Discord and even on Twitter that know who I am, um, but not that many of them. And the reason for that is that I don't want some uh, some bitch to uh, start uh, <laughs> finding my like my Instagram and then my LinkedIn and then calling my boss like, hey, yeah. Um, yeah. this guy uh, name who um, goes by Bullshito online, he has a podcast <laughs> where he says that women are fucking bitches. Um, or where he says that we should throw fat people out of helicopters or something. <laughs> uh, like, you should fire yeah. this guy. I mean, two reasonable like, claims, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> two very sensical claims that for some reason, I guess we just can't say those things anymore. <laughs> um so but yeah i mean it uh, shouldn't be that way but it is that's yes, the reality exactly. so like you can it, bitch about how stupid it is and how it shouldn't be this way like i should not have to work under a pseudonym but the reality is that there are insane people out there that will get you fired or try to break your family exactly. up and so why not take the steps in a sense the flip side of this coin is that i am kind of uh almost bending the knee to these people um, by not publishing under my own name because clearly yeah. I am scared enough of them 
that I don't want to publish under my own name. Like I don't want my opinions apparently to be public knowledge. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I did just came up in me. Maybe let's say everyone decided, you know what? Fuck this cancel culture bullshit. And my employer. And I mean, I, I know my boss a little bit, but I don't know him well enough to say that he'll be like, I don't give a fuck what this guy tells anyone on the internet. But maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. that should be uh, the um, the uh, stance that the employers take in general. Like, yeah, look, I don't I give mean... a fuck what this guy says on his podcast, as long as he doesn't say it in the name of my company. Exactly. You know, yeah. get fucked. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it would depend on what your company was. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they shouldn't care. <laughs> like if you're a plumber, you know, it's like, how does my opinion on a podcast affect my job of being a plumber? Like it doesn't. Yeah. But if you worked uh, for like CNN, you know, <laughs> well, yeah. it's case, like if you, yeah. if you're, if you're like, if your opinion does matter or if like your stance on things does matter to the company's framing of themselves, I can understand it. Yes. Well, I work as a, an instructor slash bartender in a climbing gym. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit iffy. If I were just like a, a fucking <laughs> yeah. garbage collector or something, I am like ninety nine percent sure my boss wouldn't really give a fuck. He'd be like, yeah. look, this motherfucker collects the garbage. What the fuck do you? Want? <laughs> Why? Yeah. What the fuck do you expect from him? You know? Um, yeah. But there I mean, is right... some sort of expectation that I present myself in a certain way. Um, from a like from my employer yeah i mean right now i'm in the process of taking step-by-step -step, um action to just get as off the grid as possible and do as much like homesteading as possible yeah so that i don't have to be reliant on that exactly so that so that five years from now i don't have to go oh no my life is over if i lose my job i either don't have a job or <laughs> or my job wouldn't matter because my actual food and water comes from my homestead you know yep yeah that's but um... it's like you can't just flip a switch and do that overnight it's like i'm kind of taking step-by-step -step measure i'm not even just saying it i'm like i actually am doing the actions but it just takes so long especially for a dumb california city boy like me to like figure out how like how do plants work? Like how does what does soil do? <laughs> like like you just put seeds in the ground, right? And then food comes out. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. That's all you gotta do. So yeah, it's like I, I have to take how... steps to like learn how to like build fences and like <laughs> how do I like keep my animals like at a certain temperature? You know, like if I have like chickens and goats, like do I have to keep them hot? Do I have to keep them cold? What kind of water do they need? What kind of food do they need? Like there's a lot well, of like knowledge you need to like learn before you just go out and do that stuff. But so, I think like that's kind of my long-term goal is to get to the place I, where um, when someone says, how dare you and tries to cancel me, the cancel culture yeah. mob comes after me, I can just literally hold my finger up to them and go like, fuck off. And there's no <laughs> consequences for it, you know? As far as uh, goats go, I think um, from talking, hearing the Biting the Bullet guy talk about uh, Afghanis, um, from observing Scottish culture, um, I can say... The best way to keep a goat is to fuck it on a regular. 
I don't think that's true, but I'll I'll believe you for right now. <laughs> <laughs> until I can until I am proven otherwise, I'll temporarily believe that. Um you heard it here first, folks. If you want <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want a uh, a goat that gives you a lot of a lot of Fuck! What do goats even give? Milk, goat meat, just yeah, fuck milk. it, a lot. Milk. <laughs> you can even skin them. Like goat skin is actually some of the best, like leather. I think. Hmm. You can make good like furnitures and um, um, like clothing and books out of goat skin. That's yeah. um. I want goats and sheep. Sheep for meat. I want I want meat birds, chicken meat birds sheep for meat and then goats for milk and then when they die you can like skin them and make uh the meat or the uh the hides i think that's what they're called <laughs> this is I'm, I'm still researching so i don't know i think they're called hides <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i mean step one is buying land so i'm gonna be buying land soon and then infrastructure building like building fences clearing land that kind of stuff building chicken coops right building <laughs> um, and then planting trees. I want to run like an orchard. So I want to have like vegetable growing, oh, like crop growing, and then like right. an actual orchard, grow fruit, um, and then have goat milk and sheep meat, chicken meat, and eggs. And then long-term plan is cows. Maybe horses if I have kids that want to like ride horses and stuff. But, uh, and then just eventually just have it just be a full, like full diverse farm and just live off of it. Sell all of my access to the people in town and you know, just kind of kick it on a farm somewhere on a homestead. You live pretty rurally and then. Right? So when all the PC mob people come and uh, <laughs> try to cancel me, I can just literally be like, fuck off and just cock my shotgun, you know, <laughs> get off my fucking property. <laughs> I'll say whatever I want, you dumb blue haired ring nosed bitch. <laughs> Looking like a fucking cattle. <laughs> get the fuck off my land. <laughs> um, just be like, you know what? Uh, just come love him on farm, bitch. Like you'd fit in yeah, yeah. the rest of my cows. Yeah, either fucking get lost or start chewing some cud. I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to clear some fields, so if you can chew some of this grass away with the rest of my cows, have at it. <laughs> I'll take your free labor, but otherwise, get the fuck off my land. Yeah. Just um, I'm not quite there yet. I'm still learning. I'm learning how <laughs> chainsaws work right now. I'm like listening to like videos and stuff on how chainsaws work and how to build fences. So like. I need to like step one, get the land, and then also know what I'm doing when I get the land. So. Uh, I thought you were uh, learning how to manage a chainsaw for uh, dealing with pedals. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, that's that's multi-use uh, knowledge <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, how wood chippers work, how guillotines. I mean, um, how blades <laughs> work. Um, guillotine. Why would I use a guillotine? I don't know. That, that was a stupid thing to bring up. I don't know why that was on my mind at all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I do know that um, uh, guillotines cost exactly $1,200 to make. Rough, rough estimate, about $1,200 oh, to make $1, from uh, Home Home Depot supplies. And uh, conveniently enough, conveniently enough, uh, our president, Donald Trump, just sent us a $1,200 check in the mail. So uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, you know, I'm starting to not really believe in uh, coincidences anymore. I'm starting to just believe <laughs> that life is just one continual string of, of uh, synchronicities, you know. <laughs> so that's, that's all I'll say about guillotines. 
So you're telling me that uh, Donald Trump is saying we should start another revolution? Potentially, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, Donald I mean, Trump isn't. Uh, Donald Trump is telling <laughs> us to trust the plan. Uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up and trust the plan and vote for him again. Um, but God, you know, the fingerprint <laughs> of God on the on the whole situation might be telling us something, you know? <laughs> Bro, just like go to QN on Twitter and just like trust everything they say. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh, I have two random numbers aligned on two different posts four years (laughs) apart from each other. Look at how convincing this evidence is. Therefore, that means there's pedophile uh, child sex slaves underground and Trump is liberating them all right now. (laughs) I mean, the whole QAnon thing is the most... It's it's the weirdest amalgamation of conspiracies and and astrology (laughs) bullshit I've ever seen. It's not yeah. just, it's not just like, trust the plan of some random anonymous moron, which started on 4chan, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. I mean, if I have learned anything about 4chan, is do not trust a single thing 4chan <laughs> says. Everything from 4chan yeah. is fake, gay, and bullshit. <laughs> Purposely so. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, though, the phrase don't trust 4chan originated on 4chan, though. So who can? Probably. You know? (laughs) At the end of the day, who can you really trust? I Um, mean, anyone knows not to trust 4chan. It's the people of 4chan. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, 4chan, if if you really put a good, solid objective like a good meaningful objective that people can buy into like, um, Hey, a pedo- a pedophile got, got set loose on this neighborhood. Uh, let's do something about it. <laughs> like Dude. you're going to have thousands of weaponized autists oh, actively yeah. searching <laughs> and, you know, finding the location of this. Um, the one I saw that was hilarious was, um, these ISIS fighters in, um, Iraq. So they were like putting these pictures out of these ISIS fighters, like training in front of this weird mansion in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And 4chan was like, why is no one doing anything about this? Like, let's find where these fuckers are and let's do something about this. So they literally like all these weaponized autists started like, like, like checking, like, like double, I don't know what it's called, triangulating the position of this mansion and literally pinpointed the exact location of an ISIS training base. And sent it, sent all of the information to the Pentagon and the FBI. And it was like thousands of people. So like when thousands of people on the internet are making a making some noise, it's almost like the government can't be quiet about it, you know? And then like a month later, that location got bombed and it was like confirmed that all these ISIS fighters got killed. So 4chan literally took credit for like identifying and ordering the attack on <laughs> an ISIS terrorist training base in, in Iraq. And it's like the U.S. <laughs> government couldn't even find these motherfuckers. You know, wink, Jesus wink, Christ. quote, quote. Uh, the U.S. government couldn't find these motherfuckers. Wink, yeah, wink, yeah, wink, yeah. wink, cough, cough, cough. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we all know who's really funding those people. But when 4chan exactly. gets involved, it's like people actually have to, you know, go start doing their jobs. <laughs> I remember. There's uh, no more hiding. I remember 4chan's whole thing with uh, Shia LaBeouf and his fucking flag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we, he will not divide us, right? 
Yes, exactly. And I remember <laughs> that at some point he was like, okay, I'm going to make it entirely impossible for these people to find this goddamn flag. So he put it somewhere <laughs> on a rooftop in fucking Finland with the camera pointed up at the sky. And these yeah. people analyzed the goddamn flight patterns and like uh, uh, stars. And they found out that it was fucking Finland. Yeah. In like halfway fucking yeah. Finland, in the middle of nowhere, surrounded think... by like one and a half fat guy in a fucking sauna. But most. I think what happened is they, they started um, counter checking the flight paths, right? And so they triangulated all the flight paths and started like looking up flight records and realized it was like in this one square mile, like or a few square mile area. And then they sent someone in the area out. Because the the feed actually had audio, so that was the big way they fucked up. So it was a live stream video, but it was also audio, so you could hear like birds chirping and like the field. Ah, right. But they sent someone out to start driving around like this five square mile area and honking his horn, and so they were like communicating back and forth, like, "Okay, I can hear the honks. Okay, you're getting louder. Okay, you're getting louder." And then finally, they're like, "All right, we got it." So like they, they used like the sky they used like flight records like government official database flight records <laughs> and then they used Christ, sound man. and like all this like gear <laughs> tracking like i'm telling you man you let those you give those autists like a goal and they are going to win <laughs> oh yeah I but if you just leave them alone on a friday night they'll just start making up dumb stories that don't make sense and posting pictures of anime girls <laughs> and you know tentacle porn and stuff like that like if you leave them alone they're kind of degenerate idiots <laughs> but if you give them like something that matters to, to work together on and fight for they become the most powerful elite fighting force on planet earth on keyboards yeah. in their parents basement or in their apartments by themselves yeah exactly <laughs> but I, I actually respect it so you hear that 4chan i respect you guys i'm not <laughs> i uh i <laughs> i love and appreciate and respect everything you do i'm big fans <laughs> of everything you do um don't Mess with me at all, it'd be greatly appreciated. Sean <laughs> V. Planet, notorious disrespecter of women, minorities, <laughs> and the Chinese, notorious respecter of 4chan. <laughs> yeah, big respecter of 4chan. I also don't have any incriminating evidence on Hillary Clinton or the Clinton <laughs> Foundation. I just want that to also be known. I mean, let me put it this way um, I would be more afraid of pissing off 4chan. And of pissing off SAWs. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Look, I am pretty well anonymous on my Twitter um, to the point that feminists aren't going to find out who I am. But I'm not anonymous enough that if I piss off 4chan, they're not going to find out who I am. Uh, and I'm in 4chan. Oh, I they just... will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The I don't think there's a question mark. Better. I think it's a, just a matter of time. Like, will. That's just a matter of time, exactly. <laughs> and 4chan isn't going to uh, call my boss. 4chan is just going to hack my entire boss's business and fucking <laughs> like yeah. bankrupt it. Yeah. <laughs> like my boss will probably be at some point like, why the fuck is there a million gone from my bank account? What the fuck is going on here? Uh yeah, and, my, and all of a sudden, my, my email inbox is full of anime porn and um, <laughs> cartoons, cartoons laughing at me for some reason. What did I do? <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
getting if like, you're gonna get fired, that's probably the way to get fired. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if you're gonna lose your job, you might as well lose it in an epic story like that. <laughs> oh, that would be such a good story to just tell, like, on a podcast or just random people at the bar. Like, you know how I got fired? I pissed off 4chan. <laughs> and I crashed my boss's inbox, my boss's like email inbox with fucking anime titties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they emptied his bank account and somehow they got into a safety deposit box and emptied it out too and left physical hand hand drawn Pepe the Frog pictures and <laughs> Hitler anime <laughs> girls. <laughs> yeah, I would not even be surprised. <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Uh, all right. So I have two more topics I have to cover with you. Um, yeah. And those are the Discord question. Questions. Well, question, because there's only one. Um, and then uh, the uh, the World War II thing. Um, and I think I'll go with the Discord question first. So okay. uh, some unemployed uh, college dropout hobo. <laughs> Asks, uh, where do you stand on sex with fruit? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. This is a weird one. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do you mean by sex with fruit? That's kind of... Do you mean like... Because sex with fruit, the first thing that pops to mind is, do you mean like a gay man? Like, Do you mean like a, a, a jorted, uh, shirtless man wearing glitter and angel wings coming out of a gay bar on a Saturday night? <laughs> or do you mean like putting a, a banana up your pussy? Um, like I don't. I mean, I mean, there's there's two big differences there between what you mean by sex with fruit. You know. How about we? Um, <laughs> how about we make three separate questions about it? So how do you feel about having sex with fruit cakes? Um, yeah. So, essentially, flamboyant homosexuals. Um, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise known as degenerates. Um, yeah. I'll say no, never, not once, ever. Um, shouldn't be promoted. Should uh, be promoted? Okay. Should not um, be promoted. Uh, should not be promoted. Okay, very interesting. Um, sounds very much like a conservative Christian. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like as a Christian, like I don't... The, the thing is, I think a lot of Christians hate gay people. And like, honestly, Christians shouldn't hate. Like, if you're truly a born-again Christian, you should have no hate in your body at all. But that doesn't mean you should also, like, condone and support all forms of degeneracy. So as much as I hate, like, um, or not, I mean, hate, of course, I go right to using that word. But, I mean, I'm opposed to premarital sex just as much as I'm opposed to homosexual sex. It's like the mm -hmm. same category to me. It's just as I'm opposed to lying or, like, cheating on your wife. You know, it's like right. they're all just bad things and you shouldn't do it. And like we shouldn't like it's making us weak. It's making us bad people. It's distancing us from God. Um, it's just ruining like it's ruining your life here and now. And it's ruining your life afterwards. Any sort of afterlife chance you possibly have at entering the kingdom of heaven is going to be gone. So mm -hmm. I just kind of put it in the category of just sin. And it's all bad. Right. And it's right. like you don't hate them. You don't try to like, beat them up or kill them or put them in jail. You know, it's like you just try to with love meet meet them with truth and love and correct their mm -hmm. behavior and sometimes it involves right. mockery sometimes it involves shaming you know and um rough explanations emotionless explanations that just get you know cut to the core and get right to the point but 
Um, yeah, I think like gay sex is, in my opinion, just a sin, just like cheating on your wife would be if you were a straight man. Right. You know, it's just stuff you shouldn't be doing. It's distancing mm-hmm. yourself from God and <clears throat> ruining your life. You know, that's, um, but the that's, hate uh, is the problem. I think some people cross yeah. the line into like hatred and, you know, they despise and it's the worst thing ever. And I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I can see where you're coming from. Uh, I think there's a an entire discussion to be had there, uh, yeah. which I would be glad to have with you at some point. Um, <laughs> yeah. But not in this particular podcast. Um, yeah. Or at least not this particular episode. Let me put it like that. Oh, you don't have... Oh, this isn't a six-hour podcast. What? A... <laughs> oh, this isn't an eight-hour-long podcast. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm okay. not... Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not going uh, fucking full of Joe Rogan here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I got no. all my... I got like four cups of coffee here. I thought this was going to be all night. All night for me I and am, all morning uh, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am uh, four-ish beers deep at this point. Uh, and I don't intend oh, yeah. to make more out of it because I still have to be <laughs> productive tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I think, well, as I said, I don't agree with you. Um, and, well, I said there's an argument there to be had, but not this time. Um, if you feel like hitting, having that argument, uh, we'll schedule something later. Um, yeah. But for now, my recording schedule is fucking full as fuck anyway <laughs> let me have let me recording scheduled let me also say because i don't think i just mentioned it in my my long-winded explanation but um i'm also like a christian voluntarist is how i define mm-hmm. myself or an anarcho-christian if that makes more sense to people mm-hmm. so like i'm a christian i promote christianity i think everyone should be christian i think it's the right way i think it's the light the truth and the, the love of the universe but i'm also like a voluntarist in every sense of the word. Like, I think that laws should not be used to regulate sin. So like when I say that like people shouldn't be gay, it's like, yeah, they shouldn't, but I'm not going to sick my thugs and, you know, police, you know, police costumes with badges on and guns on their hip out to like stop you from doing it. You know what I mean? So like, I just don't like promote it. I don't agree with it, but I'm also like not going to stop you, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah, also be a police uh, force or a security force to come to your house and stop you. You know, yeah, it's I like I what I am gonna do is tell you the truth and meet you with love and honesty. You I know, and try to like persuade uh, you not to do it. That's so that's kind of at the end of the day, like I'm a Christian, yeah. I promote Christian values and like virtues and like the message of it. Exactly. But I'm also not like what would people would say, like a Christian nationalist, where it's like you want to actually regulate <laughs> Christianity amongst the population. Right. I'm more of just like an advocate for it. Yeah, that's um, that's an interesting thought because I think, um, as much as we probably disagree on um, homosexuality and such, um, our beliefs are still compatible essentially, because your um, how do I put this? So, uh, like I don't really care if you believe that homosexuality is bad or a sin or whatever, um, 
as long as you don't have the intent to enforce that opinion with violence. Um, yeah. So, um, essentially, but there are Christians that do that. And, yes, there's quite a few Christians that yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not ignorant of that fact. I know that. Yeah, you know. but I don't think um, to to I don't know to to add my own two cents here. I don't think that's necessarily a um, Christian issue. I think that's almost more of a political issue. Um, yeah. In the sense that um, it's still essentially the same as any leftist or any uh, any like general liberal thinking that or any white nationalist, whatever, thinking that their particular ideas of value and moral behavior should be enforced by violence. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that you also agree that we can can make the rough rule that anything that does not violate the NAP or the NAP yeah. uh, should not be enforced by violence because there's no real victim there. Yeah. Apart maybe from yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the but, victim is your own soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, I hope that we still have the right to decide over our own souls, which yeah. I guess <laughs> you do believe, um, and some others don't. Um, God damn, we're talking about real shit here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, back to the question, fucking fruit. Um, yes. <laughs> so, so I would, I would also say, like, if you're gonna like fuck fruit, like if you're like putting your dick in a pear, or if you're like putting a, a banana up your vagina, like, also, again, like, I'm not gonna stop you from doing it, bro. Like, go ahead and do it. But I'm also gonna like say that, like, that just is a sign that you're addicted to flesh pleasures, and that you're wasting your time. Um, pleasuring yourself and getting temporary happiness, happiness and seeking like a mm -hmm. hedonistic lifestyle. When I would actually, I would strongly advocate that you like go build something or go make something or go read something or learn something like go be productive um, for the sake of yourself and your family and the here and now, and also for the sake of your soul in the after. But again, I'm not going to stop you. So Trent, if you want to go fuck a pair, like <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to stick bananas up your ass, dude, go ahead. Like, I'm not going to stop you. But I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call it retarded and stupid and a waste of time. I'm gonna have opinions about it, and I'm gonna advise you don't do that. But feel free to also go do that, you sick freak. Well, I mean, retard <laughs> and a waste of time is a pretty good uh, way to describe interacting with that guy at all. Um, so <laughs> you know, I think you're not far off the mark there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, so the last thing I have is that you have takes on World War II. Uh, and I want to have them. I want <laughs> oh, to hear no. them. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, I didn't prepare for this. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, overall, I think World War II was a big, giant scam. I think it was... I mean, that's another, like, this is probably be like a six hour long discussion. Um, I'm sure you have, you, have facts, you have facts that I don't because I'm like reading in history books and you're like, my fucking family was there, dude. <laughs> well, my fucking grandpa was there, dude. <laughs> not quite. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, I had my grandpa was there on D-Day. He was like a parachuter, oh, cool. um, right. paratrooper. Um, he was in the 101st Airborne, which is that famous, you know, band of yeah, brothers yeah. made movies. But before D-Day happened, they switched him out and they promoted him. So he like, if basically my grandpa didn't get promoted, if he wasn't awesome, he would have ended up being like a character on Band of Brothers. But instead, he had to go and be like excellent and <laughs> rise the ranks of the military, you know. And um, I forget exactly. I think it was 149th Airborne is what he was in. Um, he parachuted into France and he got injured in the Battle of the Bulge. So oh, I have yeah. like very limited knowledge about that in terms of my, my family history. Mm-hmm. He's he uh, he got shot in the butt by artillery from his own from his own units. Oh Christ! So he was always kind of embarrassed. <laughs> so he got a Purple Heart. He got all these medals and honors and stuff. And oh, you know shit. he's a captain of a of a troop or whatever it's called. But uh, at the I end think, of the day, um, he was kind of embarrassed and mad that he couldn't keep fighting because his own people shot him in the butt. I think you're you're <laughs> yeah. marketing in this this in the wrong way. You gotta be like. <laughs> My grandfather was a goddamn hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My grandpa was a fucking legend. He was a patriot, <laughs> a hero. Therefore, I, me, his grandson, 90 years later, deserves so much respect and admiration from you. And I win Honestly, this argument by default. <laughs> you can turn this into a grift for being a white nationalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I assume that your grandfather was white. Yes. Yeah. White AF, as the kids say. White <laughs> you know, AF. Uh-huh. Good to know that your grandfather was also a member of the master race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was sadly, he was killing his own people. Um, he was. Yeah. That's. Um... <laughs> Fuck. He was killing... No. He was okay, killing... so... My grandpa was sadly killing the good guys <laughs> in World War II, you know? Okay. We fucked up. Your grandfather. <laughs> race trader <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he's a race trader who killed the good guys who were just trying to clean up the world make the world a more livable <laughs> place uh, <laughs> no but yeah i mean in summary my overall thoughts of world war ii is that i think it was a giant organized like psychological operation um mm-hmm. i think hitler himself was just put there as like a puppet by bankers I think there was these banking families that were kind of jostling for power behind the scenes. And I think a lot of when you start to really look up like energy cartels and all the people who mm-hmm. had like monopolies and control over like oil and energy and like the development of flight and all this rapid development of like jet technology. And um, I think in like the 30s, they realized that World War One, like they, they could have they could have uh, made it last a little longer and made a little more money off of it. So they, mm-hmm. I think they were kind of planning on, you know, let's get that thing going again. Let's get another one of those things going again. <laughs> and they got a lot of countries involved in it that would either go along with it or just be destroyed. And I think there's a lot of history erasing and monument erasing and um, rewriting of history for a lot of countries. Um, I think a lot of countries that get caught up in the middle, like Ukraine. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I think Ukraine and Poland had a lot of their history and um, a lot of important things in their country and ancestral lines erased and destroyed and forgotten about entirely forever. And I think a lot of that was like this giant organized orchestrated plot. I think at the end of the day, all these oil, oil, these banking families, you know, you know, the names, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the yeah, Astors, okay. all those people. 
Um, I think a lot of those banking families and I think a lot of their friends just kind of uh, artificially created a giant world war so that they could, uh, you know, not only kill off a lot of people and make them easily to con- easier to control, but also just kind of destroy and erase some history that was kind of uh, contradictory to their plans, <laughs> to put it simply, um, their, their future plans. And just eliminate competition, any competition in, you know, the space race or the arms race that was going on and building up and heating up and, um, yeah, just control over the energy resources, all of the oil and all of the, any kind of, um, potential alternatives to oil that were kind of starting to pop up from people like Tesla. Um, I think they really wanted to get their hands and control on all of the energy resources and all of the banking and monetary resources Mm. as well. And I think, hey, we might as well uh, destroy a bunch of uh, bunch of the history of these white people in Europe. And <laughs> you know, I think the communists got involved because they were like, yeah, we could we could really use uh, some destruction of like the Georgians and the Cossacks and the Ukrainians and the Lithuanians and the Polish. Um, so I think there was a lot of like, you know, rich, powerful people in these countries that wanted to solidify their power and their wealth and. It was like a very convenient excuse to kill off a bunch of people and erase a lot of a lot of their history. And so at the end of the day, I think no one was the good guy in World War II. I think everyone was kind of involved in some shady way and or manipulated into participating. And yeah, so but when when you but when you say that, it uh <laughs> I also feel like I'm not explaining this well enough because each of these things I'm saying, like you almost have to divert off into like a three, like a 30-minute explanation of what I'm talking about. I mean <laughs> I think uh, I think most people kind of get it, you know. Yeah, I think especially in uh, anarchist circles, uh, people aren't unfamiliar with these kinds of takes. Um, yeah. So that helps. And then I think um, for now, at least, it's a fairly decent um, summation of your views and ideas. If at some point yeah. you are interested in doing a full episode on this, uh, <laughs> I would be entirely yeah. willing to have you. Um, oh yeah, because now I have just more really like in-depth on... research, and I'll I'll come with some receipts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> receipts next time. Yeah, because I mean I've just recently done uh, three episodes with Bird, spanning from one and a half to three hours uh, on revolts and revolutions. Oh, yeah. So. Oh yeah. I am not scared of doing absurdly long episodes on history <laughs> shit. I fucking yeah. love it. Uh, yeah. I love it almost as much as I hate the Chinese and women. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Chinese. Let's talk about... Yes. How... <laughs> yes. Let's talk about how we... Let's talk about China just destroyed China. the world and they're getting away with it. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for that? Three fucking hours? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jai Jingpang, let's go. <laughs> uh, um, well, that's another one. If you really want to talk about the Chinese, I would be 100% willing to have you. Um, actually, let me put it this way before I repeat myself on every fucking topic five times. Um, <laughs> this was a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, if you want to talk about anything, you have an open invitation to my podcast. Just fucking hit me up. Hey, fucking Bosido, like, have me on your fucking podcast, you motherfucker. 
Uh, yeah. and I'll <laughs> fucking go ahead. Um, yeah. With that, uh, I want to thank you for coming on and ask you to give out all of your fucking plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so my name is... You can kind of just find me, Sean V. Planet. That's S-E-A-N-V-P-L-A-N-E-T. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of go by Sean Verse the Planet, but that's just kind of my little tag that's easy to find all my stuff on. And you can find my channel. My podcasts are on Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Um, in the future, I'll be on Anchor. <laughs> so if you are listening to this in like like six months, I'll be on Anchor and I'll probably be on different platforms. But um, yeah, you can also just follow me on like all the social media stuff, Instagram, Telegram, Gab, uh, social, you know, I'm a, I'm a Nazi, so I'm on Gab, you know. <laughs> so if you are also a Nazi out there, uh, join me on Gab at Sean V Planet. And I then on Twitter, a while ago, I think it's, <laughs> or something. it's starting to get a little better. You know, it's starting to yeah. get a little better these days. Um, still a bunch of Nazis, but starting to get better. Um, but yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm on my third account. So you have to do Sean V Planet underscore V3 to find me on Twitter. Because <laughs> uh, Twitter is the one company that can't handle this heat. Uh, <laughs> can't handle my heat. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I do live streams on DLive. So you can also find me, Sean B. Planet, on DLive. It's it's usually every Saturday morning. If you want to come um, shoot me chat questions live as I ramble about my life and religion. And I post videos. I usually post the replays of my live streams and a lot of my videos and promotions and stuff on my BitChute and YouTube channel. All right. Uh, and sometime in the future, I'm going to be doing video gaming, uh, playing Civilization and Rocket League and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Like just bullshitting and talking while i do it so whenever i figure out how to use twitch i'm gonna be (laughs) i need like a i need like a weaponized autist or a handful of zoomers to like help me learn how to how how and what twitch is so um how fucking old are you sean (laughs) (laughs) i'm 29 but i feel sometimes i feel really young and sometimes i feel really old so you're basically a fucking boomer yeah almost a boomer yeah (laughs) almost a boomer um all right well, yeah, but yeah, seanvplanet.com for most yeah, of everything. Yeah, yeah. seanvplanet.com. Sweet. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add? Uh, any, I don't know, anything else? Um, well, I did kind of want to say just what we were talking about with comedy mm-hmm. and just PC culture and all that stuff. Um, just to kind of cap off what we were talking about earlier. Um, yes in one little summary, but I think like political correctness itself, it uh, prohibits the criticism of powerful people that are in charge of the culture. And I think that's why you see everyone talk about culture wars, you know, these days, culture war, culture war. Um, I think people are kind of starting to fire back and clap back at the oppression of the culture Mm -hmm. that's been taking place for the last 10 to 20 years. And I'm pretty sure that like political correctness has been killing comedy and just destroying humor in general. Because, um, you know, comedy itself is based on the ridicule of powerful people and the, the, the string holders, the, the, the puppet masters, if you will. And uh, now that we can't do that, now that we can't slaughter the sacred, sacred cows, it's causing a lot of problems. Huh. And uh, I think it's making clown world. You'll hear people say that a lot, too, like the, we're living in clown world. Because when we live in a state where we're not allowed to speak out or criticize or talk poorly of the people in in charge or the people in power, or even just the preferred groups of the people in power. And I think it's making a lot of problems. And so 
when you hear me like rail against women or talk shit about the Chinese, it's not just for no reason at all. It's not because I hate them. It's because I'm almost trying to like fight back against our rulers trying to shut us up and silence us. Right. It's uh, a form of protest. You know, I think comedy right now in today's day and age is part of the culture war in that we're actually shooting back at the rulers who are telling us not to do comedy. Mm -hmm. And um, I wrote this too. This is something I've talked about in my live stream, but I just want to kind of end with this to solidify my thoughts on all that. But I, I, th I think that comedy is to what is to zoomers and millennials, what guitars were to boomers. Um, I think that millennials feel more connected to comedy than their boomer parents did who were more connected to music and right. shows like Saturday Night Live, Daily Show, Colbert Report, Dave Chappelle, and just Comedy Central in general, like watching those shows growing up, it um, helped usher in that change. And I think millennial hopes for economic redress were crushed when police broke up the Occupy Wall Street protests. And, you know, instead of overthrowing the capitalist system that had enslaved them, enslaved all the millennials and Zoomers with pornography and student loan debt, the millennials instead just decided to, to, to tell jokes. You know, they took it to 4chan and they took it to YouTube and Twitch. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what you're seeing right now is just these rebellious little pockets of people trying to be funny. And when they're not allowed to, I think it ends up being violence and you end up with incels and you end up with hoes selling their body on OnlyFans. You know, you just end up with degeneracy and, and societal decline. So my idea of the culture war is fighting it with comedy truth, love, and comedy, you know? And I mm. feel like that is a, a genuine form of protest in today's culture, in today's day and age. Just like music That's used a... to be for the boomers, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. That's a pretty goddamn yeah. inspiring message, man. Yeah, Trying so I just wanted to say that, yeah. The culture war with the <laughs> truth, comedy, and, uh, and, uh, and some other shit. <laughs> <laughs> love. Love is the most important, you know? Ah, right, love, yeah. Um, Love. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just imagine if the French Revolution, instead of guillotining people, they hugged each other. You know? That would have been <laughs> interesting. Imagine if there was I, more hugs and less guillotines in the French Revolution. Like, do you think Napoleon I, would have ever destroyed Europe? Like, probably not. I mean, I support it in general, but I also <laughs> doubt if they would have gotten rid of the king that way. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, um, thank you again for coming on. And yeah, uh, awesome. just uh, basically search Planet on all of the fucking platforms. Yeah, uh, and all the bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Then, uh, lastly, I have some plugs and shout outs of myself. First of yeah. all, um, uh, we're like fucking 30 episodes in at this point. So you have probably noticed, you the listener, uh, that my audio quality is absolute fucking garbage. Um, <laughs> if you would like to help me change this, uh, please go to my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash bullshitopol, B-U-L-L, shitopol with one L, uh, and uh, pick a, a tier to donate at. It goes from 2 to 5 to 10 to $20, and the tiers are the minority. With the triple parentheses, <laughs> the Dutch, uh, <laughs> the American, and the Italian, um, basically graded on how well you are at balancing a checkbook. Um, <clears throat> yeah. 
Now, then I also have some shout outs to uh, all of the members of the Fred or the Fred house, uh, which we are both part of. So these are the Burning Boot, Dissecting <laughs> Liberty, Anarchy Proper, Gaslight Hour, Shanzi Planet. Who the fuck is that guy? Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Doves, Erase the State, No Real Libertarian. That will be me, Fred Must Talk, Uncheckered Liberty. Check out my series with Q on the amendments coming soon. Laurel um, Hardy Trust Pond, which is me. Uh, Insurrection Inc. Two fans in the back. And I can't please retreat, kind of, but that's weird. Um, did not only carry the carry. Bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Alright.